What a hell of a week it has been. So before we get it going, Andrew, you decided to mute yourself so I can't unmute you. <laughs> Solid start to the show. By the way, welcome to WrestleLost. Yeah, it, it threw me off a little bit. Welcome to WrestleLost. <laughs> to get it going, here's Johnny. Okay. <clears throat> uh, we've found out the identity of some of the wrestlers that were contacted by WWE from ADW. The the first one being Malachi Black, which would explain why he wanted his release. But uh, even though he's under contract till 2027 with AEW, and they've given him a condi- uh a conditional release. So he's he'll be out for a while and while this is going on, they did did put a non compete clause on him. So he, he can't go work for WWE. He he can still take in indie booking but not not a major wrestling company. Uh the other names that were listed were uh FTR. They were also also contacted. <clears throat> uh, back in July, WWE had held tryouts in Nashville during SummerSlam weekend, and it was uh, it was mostly college athletes, but there was one particular athlete that uh, that Triple H was impressed by. And maybe coming in to work with WWE. And that's uh, recently retired NBA All-Star Dwight Howard. Hmm. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we may have an, another uh, another uh, pro athlete come into the company. And you know what? If he comes in, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Rob Gronkowski comes back as well. <clears throat> Some uh, in- injury injury news. Uh, Ruby Soho has just had surgery on her broken nose. And uh, uh, Kushida... Uh, after the his, their New Japan show on the 21st, was diagnosed with hand, foot, and mouth disease. And he was uh, pulled from the tw- show on the 23rd. And uh, New Japan already had to cancel a couple days this week anyway because of a, of a typhoon. 
that would be a good reason to not have a couple of episodes there. <laughs> yeah. I know there's a lot of situations going on around Florida and stuff like that where they're going to get hurricanes this coming week. So it's going to be a little jacked up. But, yeah, that would be a good reason to cancel a show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, AEW have may have or Tony Khan has to transitioned a, a couple wrestlers into, into coaches. Uh, the team of uh, of Luther and Luch and and uh, Serpentico are now uh, coaches with AEW. So that's where that's where that, that's at. Um, as far as uh, the whole. Fallout, uh, all, all, I mean, at all out situation, uh, still no word yet on, on status CM Punk or A still. Uh, as far as Kenny and the Young Bucks go, they have they haven't been contacted. AEW's pretty much gone silent on them for now. They they have no idea when they're even going to go back to the company. So that's all the the news on on that on that front. And unless y'all have anything else, that's all. That's all, that's all the news for this week. It was it was fairly light this week. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It seems like there wasn't a lot there. Um, the only thing I did see, and it's it's not really news that affects us, but. It's still something from the wrestling world that just made me think, what the hell is going on? Because, again, it's just something stupid that I want to bring it up that I saw about an hour ago. Did y'all hear about Teddy Long's Twitter blocking spree? (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck Teddy Long is doing, but (laughs) he... He has went to Twitter and blocked a couple of people. <clears throat> I'm talking like Renee Paquette. I think he blocked Soraya, Taz, just to name a couple. And they responded like they put out tweets of their own saying, okay, I don't know what's going on with you, Teddy, but cool. Thanks for the block. I just thought it was something funny that I saw that I should bring up seeing that's how news was so light Uh, I just read right now it might have been that he was hacked oh okay but we still don't have the full details I I was going to make the joke that it sounds like he's trying to get a job with AEW but all those names you mentioned are either with AEW or (laughs) or AEW, AEW adjacent yeah yeah, definitely most, from what I saw, it's mostly AEW names. So I don't know. I don't know if, if he did get blocked, what this person who did it was thinking, but I don't know. I just, at first, my first thoughts were, this is why old people shouldn't be on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It's it's gonna more news is gonna come out as soon as as soon as it does. So 
or, we'll or just maybe, see where that goes. Or maybe he's trying to get a job with WWE again. Please don't. <laughs> Look. Well, yeah. Auburn, I, I don't know. A, a, a Triple H Ted, Ted Long might be good. I, I I just didn't really like the last character he had. The whole, I'm going to book this match. Holla, holla, holla. And that was it. Like, that's all he did. The last time we saw him on, on, on uh, WWE TV was after uh, Kurt Angle went into the Hall of Fame and Vince went out on Raw to introduce Kurt Angle. And he was like, uh, and uh, this is uh, uh, a recent thing, you know, our new GM is a just got into the WWE Hall of Fame and Teddy Long comes out and Vince is like, no, Teddy, it's not you. Like, oh, okay, okay, bye. Yeah. I I don't know what's going on over there, if it was a hack or this is just him being him and just wanting to block some people. Maybe there's something we don't know of. Maybe something happened between him and a whole shitload of people in AEW. So this is just the start of it. Who the fuck knows? Look, the guy's old. He shouldn't be on Twitter. All respect to him, but he shouldn't be on there. So, you know, this goes to something that we were talking about before we hopped on here. Andrew's already reading his magazine and preparing for the older years. He's using AARP magazine, so... (laughs) You still got like seven years. Yeah, dude. Dude. Oh, oh, but he is at the in laws' house, though. Yeah, yeah. Tell it's it's, at least it's not his copy. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he still got seven years. Yeah, tell that to CM Punk. Look how well that went. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. It just happens. It just happens. Yeah, did you hear uh, Kevin Kevin Nash talking shit about CM Punk this week on on some podcast? Yeah, I did hear about it about how CM Punk said he was tired. Yeah, and yeah, how he's just working with a bunch of kids. Yeah, and how Kevin Nash was wrestling like CM Punk and stuff when he was older than CM Punk. So yeah, yeah. Look, man, I just think CM Punk is an easy target right now because of everything that happened. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a stupid situation still. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I think Kevin Nash shouldn't have said anything because that doesn't make you look any better either. But fuck it. What do I know? People can say whatever the fuck they want. So, yeah, not a lot of news, like Johnny said. So that was it for that. Now we're going to go through and talk about a lot of stuff that happened throughout the week, I have a feeling. (laughs) So normally the way we do this was we would just do a moment per company. But seeing as there wasn't a lot of news, I'm going to go back to the old format just for a week. So a moment per episode. So, Johnny, if you had to pick a moment for Raw, what would it be? 
Uh, let me think because I—I I mean, I—I I know what happened, but my moment was going to be for SmackDown. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I mean, okay. Uh, I mean, I'm excited for something that we're going to get tomorrow on Raw, which is uh, Johnny Gargano and Kevin Owens set up a match against Alpha Academy. That's going to be good. It's going to be in, in Canada, so it's going to be... I, I I never thought of Gargano and, and Kevin Owens teaming up before. Uh, but the, the the match that was that was really good was the one to open the show, which is Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley for the U.S. title. Which, of course, Lashley retained because uh, Riddle, Riddle inter- Matt Riddle interfered. And that feud is going to continue. Um, and they're going to have a, 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 a fight pit match at Extreme Rules, which is essentially going to be uh, phony uh, UFC, UFC fighting. Yes, but because of Matt Riddle being in it and him being uh, ex-UFC. And because now we're in the Triple H era. era it's, yeah. It, it's, it's Actually, it's going to be good. Yeah, it's, we're going to get a different look at a lot of things that Triple H wants to try out. And yeah. this is one of them. <laughs> which which I can't believe we missed mentioning this on the news, but from at Survivor Series, we're getting war games. Yeah. Yeah, we are. They did. That is something that came out throughout the week that they are going to do Survivor Series war games. Two matches, the normal the normal status. Yeah. On one, one man, one woman. Yeah. So, I don't know. We've made a lot of different we've given a lot of different thoughts about it. We've talked about it. We're still not sure what exactly is going to happen as far as who the teams are, but no matter what it ends up being, it's going to be greatness. Yeah. Especially since Triple H is in charge. So, hell yeah, man. I'm I'm excited for that shit. I can't wait for can't wait for war games. The only thing I do see people down on since they announced it is William Regal not being around to announce it. Oh, well, that's not his fault. Yeah, that's <laughs> not his fault. It's just when that's what you're used to, yeah, him announcing war games, it's, it's going to feel a little bit weird. And maybe Triple H can talk to Tony Khan and they can just borrow him for a night. Mm-hmm. Or pretty sure they can just use the audio from one of the other ones just to yeah just get permission games. yeah yeah well yeah i mean they own that anyway so yeah they own that audio so they should be able to use it but to have him there or a video of him like introducing it would be fucking great but <laughs> yeah that's that's a big thing that's going to happen soon that and, and i'm then, really excited for and then this friday uh, Royal Rumble tickets go on sale. 
Yeah, which is in San Antonio. Which this year will be the day before my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) We're... It's so damn close that I know I mentioned it before, but those tickets are going to fly. Yeah. Especially in San Antonio. Yeah, these, they're not going to be on the market for long. Especially seeing how much the, how the WrestleMania tickets have already sold. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to see what happens, but them tickets are going to sell real quick. Yeah. But yeah, man, all this Survivor Series war games and everything happened with the Brittle and the Fight Pit, I'm real excited for. So to see that they build that up on Monday and actually set up the match. I'm fucking here for it. So now that we got Johnny's moment in there for Raw, I'm going to go over to Andrew and get his moment for Raw. Well, I was going to do the championship. You guys see the championship match too? <laughs> I mean, I didn't talk much about the match. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a good match. Yeah. So I'm gonna, we're going to share it then. <laughs> okay. And Bobby blocking the stomp. That was pretty cool. Then you get Riddle out there in a, uh, with the distraction. Seth getting now the hurt lock with the low blow. But Bobby ends up retaining. It was a good match through and through, so I enjoyed it. Yeah, whenever Bobby did that spot where he wasn't taking the stop right at first, like he was stopping it because of his strength. Yeah. I really like that spot. And the fact that they did it right at the beginning of the match, pretty much, it was still good. So, hell yeah, man. That was a really good match. I enjoyed it. Uh, As far as my moment, just because I think the match was really fucking awesome as well, and it was the main event, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss, I thought was a really good match. Just the way they work well together and to have Alexa Bliss out there and not be what she used to be, like more of her old self. It's just better chemistry between them two and the many matches they've had together. I just like the way they put Alexa Bliss in this match and the, the way she was able to show her abilities again without having all the bullshit that she normally does under Vince. And from what I'm hearing and, and with with the, the tease that we saw, it looks like she's she's handing over Lily to Asuka and, and Asuka may get a character change. Yeah, that is something that I heard as well. I don't I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about it, but now, with what we've seen from Triple H, I'm more open to see what they have to do because he's done good so far with with everything he's thrown out there. So, yeah, me me personally, I wouldn't use Lily again. I would find a way to work around having the doll out there. But if you want to pass it down and see what this character changes for Asuka, I'm down for it. 
So we're just going to have to wait and see on that as well. I, I don't, I, I don't think they'll get rid of it because it's still pretty good, a good seller for them on online. Yeah, I mean that won't stop it from if they stop using it. I don't think it'll stop it from selling. But what do I know? I'm just a guy who doesn't want to see that doll anymore because of the history of it and what it caused to one of my favorite guys, which we will talk about as well soon enough. Yeah, but we'll see what they decide to do with Lily and Oscar now that supposedly she's being passed on. So now that we got our moments in there for Raw, I'm going to go back to Johnny and get his moment for SmackDown. All right. Uh, so the show opened up with, for the first time ever, we got the full bloodline coming up. We had Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, the Usos, Solis Koa, and Sami Zayn. And they all get in the ring. Very uh, like in, in, impressive uh, when they're all standing together. Uh, and uh, you know Roman does his thing, acknowledge me and all that, and and Paul Heyman does his thing. I'm I'm, I'm the what's he called the wise guy or something like that. Yeah, wise guy, wise man, wise, wise man. Same thing. Uh, <laughs> but so then, Solus uh, Co grabs the mic and or or. Um, no, uh, Roman says something to him first, and then Solo like, like I I acknowledge you, my trouble chief, you know, to make him make him official. <clears throat> and uh, it it seemed like it was going to be a short promo because then the music started playing in Sami Zayn. Sami like, hold on, stop the music. Uh, first of all, Sami Zayn has has balls to interrupt Roman Reigns' music. Uh, so he grabs the mic. He says, "He said, I, I also acknowledge you." And Roman's like, "Oh, telling Sammy, what? Why are you even talking right now? What are you even doing here? You, you know, teasing this this whole turn on Sammy Zane." And he says. Why don't you take off that shirt? Because he's wearing, he's wearing a bloodline shirt, but it's like the older version. And and Sami Zayn really really does a great job of selling this. He's like, like, uh, like, oh crap, I'm gonna get thrown out. Hmm. And then he he looks over to Roman, looks over to Jay and says, "Rip that shirt off him." And Jay rips it off him. And Roman, Roman said, I don't ever want to see you wearing that shirt again. He said, because I got you a new one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, he get, yeah, he got this, gave Sammy this shirt. It says uh, honorary, I think it was honorary or honorary Oos or honorary yeah. bloodline. Honorary Oos, Sammy Zane puts it on. You, you know, so Sammy got, he, he got fooled. <laughs> Uh, he he hugs Roman and Solo and gives Jimmy a hint, the handshake. Jay is still on the fence about Sami Zayn and still doesn't really want anything to do with him. 
I like it. It's the the best thing going right now in, in the company. I like to see where it's headed. They they did with the teeth turning on Sami Zayn, so that might be a thing that's still to come. Uh, we'll just we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, look, man. Whenever I saw, whenever I was watching this, I it made me feel bad for Sami Zayn. That's how well. That's how amazing his facial expressions and yeah. his body language was. And normally when there's something good like this, I don't pay attention to my phone. But it was going off like every five seconds, every five seconds. So I, I didn't open my phone. I was just glancing at it while I was still watching. And... A lot of Sami Zayn fans that I have on my Twitter were like, why are they doing this to poor Sammy? Look at his face. He <laughs> looks like he's about to cry. Don't do this to my poor innocent Sammy. And I understand it because I like Sami Zayn. I like the character he used to be. And what he's doing now with the bloodline is fucking greatness. Ever since he came through, it, it kind of revamped the bloodline because they had fell they had fallen a bit flat. Yeah. So with him coming through and with Solo being there, we said this before, it freshened it refreshened it. So yeah, it made me feel bad for him. I was like, I did not expect them to do this to poor Sammy. And then when they gave him the shirt. I'm like, of course that's why they did it. Because they're <laughs> giving him his own shirt. I am fucking stupid and I fell for it. I really liked it. I, I felt sad for him. Then I felt happy for him. It, it was great. It was great shit by the bloodline again this week. Yeah, so on, on uh, another note, uh, Solus Code no longer has the North American title because uh, to open up NXT on Tuesday, uh, Shawn Michaels stripped him of the title only because the match that he had, that, that he wanted in last week, uh, he wasn't one of the, the choices that, that the fans could choose from. They were having like this, this, Taboo Tuesday type of deal where the fans got to choose who the who uh, who uh, Carmelo Hayes' opponent was going to be, and somehow I, I I didn't watch it, but I know somehow it ended up being Solo Sokoa, even though he wasn't on that list. So yeah, yeah. that was this whole reasoning, and so now when they do their uh, Halloween Havoc, they're going to have a, a a North American title ladder match. Carmelo yeah. and four other people that have to qualify. Yeah, so it'll be a, it'll be like the inaugural North American title match. Yeah, I personally don't like that they did this with Solo. I think he he should have kept the title, seeing as he already defended it once. But it is what it is. They're they're going to have the match to further it and give us a new champion. So. Well, they want to. See, they want him on main roster, and that's a NXT title. So, so yeah. I see why they did it. Yeah, that that the, the, the match is going to be good though, because you know now we're under under tri- triple H again. So, 
Yeah. But now he just needs to get a title on main roster. I don't know which one you give him. It's not going to be the 24-7. That, that's for same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, that's that's some really good shit. Are we see. going to take it off Gunther? No. I'm thinking more Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I was thinking Lashley as well. But we'll see what they decide to do that. Before we move over to Andrew's moment, Loomsie, thanks for the raid, bro. I see you, Kate. I see you, Tumbly. I see you, Bambi, and Bubbles. I appreciate y'all coming through, and I hope y'all enjoy uh, the bullshit we talk, because we talk a lot of bullshit around here. We never know what we're going to (laughs) say. Appreciate y'all coming through, and uh, have a good night, Bambi. I see you. So now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm going to move over to Drew and get his moment. Smackdown. Well, I'm going to stay on the same page and go with the main event, the Usos versus the Brawling Brutes for the titles. Uh, great match. Uh, got to see a lot of Butch. Uh, Pete Dunn, I guess. Butch. Which you'd go back to Pete Dunn. But... <laughs> yeah, he got to sh- showcase his talent and Ridge Holland got to showcase their talent in this one. Uh, we knew the Usos were going to retain. It's just <laughs> where they're going right now with this thing. But, yeah, it was a good match. Lots of action. Uh, Sammy tried to get involved with the chair. Sheamus stopped him. Then the next, all of a sudden, Imperium comes out and takes out Sheamus. So, a lot of chaos in, on the ringside, too, while this was going on. So, it was a good match. Yeah, I really liked Butch in this match. I think they just really made him look strong. And ever since he's been having these matches, even though he's still known as Butch, it's Pete fucking done. We've said that. So I I just wanna wanna get that name change, even though it was in defeat. Butch still looked awesome, so I, and, uh, I wasn't mad at it. In in another couple of weeks on the on the season premiere of SmackDown, I don't know why it needs a season premiere, but uh, Sheamus and Gunther are going to have another match, and if it, if it was as good as as their match at Clash at the Castle, it'll be good. Yes, I mean, is it going to live up? I don't know because that was a really good match, but yeah. hey, the potential's there. The potential's there. Yeah, we and know what they can do, so the potential's there. And I, I don't know why a show that that doesn't have repeats has a season premiere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're gonna run that match back, and I'm excited for it because it's fucking Sheamus, man, and. We saw what they did last time, so hell yeah. I'm excited for that. My moment isn't really a match. It's just a person and something that she did during her match. So Liv Morgan had a match with Lacey Evans. Here's the thing about Liv Morgan. Even though a lot of people like her ever since she won the championship, 
she hasn't had the best reign. We know she deserves better, and if given the chance, she could have really good spots because she is talented. And and that's exactly what they did in this match. Liv Morgan going from the... It wasn't even the top rope. It was... God damn it. What do they call it? I keep on forgetting. Her finisher? No, no, no. When she went outside through the table, that senton she did. Oh, the apron? It wasn't the apron. Uh, the ring post. There you go. I couldn't remember ring post for a second. <laughs> My mind's all over the place because of all the shit that happened this week. But yeah, when she flew from the ring post with the Sunton through the table on Lacey Evans. That and and just the camera angle they got from like underneath and you just just the way she landed and you got that whole view. This is the Liv Morgan we need to see. This is the kinds the kinds of moves she can do and she has to be risk she has to be a risk taker if she's going to be champion. So, I know this was only one spot, but it was a really good spot. Something that we've never seen from her. So, I'm excited now that I've seen one one great spot from her. Is just going to create a lot more opportunities for her to show what risk she can take and what she actually wants to do. So, hell yeah. That's what I enjoyed from SmackDown this week. I've said it before. I just want to see Liv Morgan in a better spot. And now that she's champion and getting these chances, they need to roll with it. So now that we've got our moments in for WWE, I'm going to go back to Johnny and get his moment for <clears throat> Dynamite Grand Slam. Okay, our our opening match was, uh, was uh, Chris Jericho versus Claudio for the ROH title. Uh, and, you know, uh, Chris Jericho actually, he, he respected the code of honor, shook Claudio's hand. It was, it was a, it was a really good match. Uh, Jericho got the, he got the swing again, uh, <laughs> like he did at, at Blood and Guts last time it was on, on top of the cage. But uh, at the end, what well, Jericho he was cheating throughout the match. Uh, Kerry Silken, who was a, a former uh, Ring of Honor champion, was was out at at ringside, and Jericho used him as a shield. Uh, and towards the, the end of the match, he he he, uh, he grabbed the. He was going to use use the bat. But the, the ref stopped him. But then behind the ref's back, he he gave Claudio the low blow, and of course he did the <clears throat> the, the the juice effect and became the ROH champion for the first time, which was his his eighth or his Ocho championship, <laughs> like he called. Uh, but after the match, though. Uh, Daniel Garcia and the rest of JAS they came out to celebrate with him. Um, 
Daniel Garcia looked upset, and and I think it mainly because Jericho wasn't he didn't put respect on what what Ring of Honor really is, you know because of, because he cheated a lot, uh, and I think we're you know Daniel Garcia is a ROH Pure Champion. I think we're we're headed to a a, a Jericho versus Daniel Garcia match. I don't know if it's going to be for the titles. If they do, maybe they're going to, maybe, I don't know, maybe they're going to get rid of the pure title and merge both titles. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. It, it's definitely headed to Chris Jericho versus Daniel Garcia because of, like you said, him being the pure champion and how Jericho is cheating to win, even though. Ring of Honor championships and Ring of Honor in general is all based on respect. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do there. I don't know if you unify the championships. Yeah. I, I think I wouldn't either just because yeah, I, I wouldn't. I think Jericho needs to be taught a lesson, and if anybody's going to teach him that lesson, it should be the pure champion, yeah, Daniel Garcia. Right. He's got to teach him that he needs to have respect again if he's going to be a champion in Ring of Honor. And you, know, I wouldn't mind them just putting the ROH title on Daniel Garcia. Yeah, let him be a double champion. Yeah, because I mean Jericho. Obviously, he has a lot of respect from us and from a lot of people in the wrestling community. So, this is the, we know this is just his character. Like, this isn't how he really acts and stuff. But I wouldn't put him as a double champion. But if they didn't, I wouldn't be too mad as long as he wins without cheating. But seeing the character they're using him as right now, he probably would cheat to win the pure championship from Garcia. And that's just what that title's not about. So if he cheats to win, I wouldn't do it. If he wins respectively, then I would do it. It all depends. And you could always have a rematch somewhere down the line where Daniel Garcia just wins both titles off of him. But, yeah, man, that shit is very interesting. I'm happy for Jericho because now he's been champion in WCW, champion in WWE, champion in AEW, and champion in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Not a lot of people can say that. So get that respect on his name that he definitely deserves. So, hell yeah, man. That was some really good shit they did there. So now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I think I know what moment he's going to take, but we'll see if that's what he decides to go with. <laughs> Drew, what is your moment for Dynamite Grand Slam? Well, first of all, I want to talk about how just mentioned that, hey, we had five title matches in this show. It was an awesome yeah. show. Every, every match was a title, was a title match. match so. But come on. Two members of 
Blackpool Combat Club going at it for the championship. <laughs> you have to respect that. Yeah. Daniel Bryan and Moxley. And Daniel Bryan didn't tap. Moxley no, choked him out, but it was a great match. Um, Moxley and Danielson got into a chopping fest. <laughs> As they always do. As they always do. <laughs> uh, the uh, stereo handstands slapping each other. <laughs> oh yeah. When there was that was funny. Um, it was just a great match, back and forth. They put each other through the ringer like they, like you would expect two members of the Blackpool Combat Club, and they're still a team, <laughs> even after even though one of them won, one of them yeah still. Well, that's what William Regal said. You know, as much as they like being beating other people, beating up other people, they they like beating each other up too. Yeah, yeah. I so, wouldn't be so surprised. And so now Moxley's three time. AEW champion. Yeah. The first three-time champion. <laughs> yeah. I just hope after everything that happened, because Moxley was supposed to be on vacation right now. Right. It's yeah. very clear that he's supposed to be on vacation. So never count him out, but a lot of people went into this match thinking they were going to put it on Danielson. I that think- way... That way, Moxie can go on the vacation he had planned. Right. And you, and you know, somewhere Renee Paquette is like, fuck, we're finally going to get away for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Damn it. I go Damn you, CM Punk. Yeah. I don't know what the plan is. I think they're going to give it to MJF the next pay per view or whatever. So I don't think they'll put on Danielson have him that have that that short of a reign. You give to Mox, who's already had two big two reigns already. Give him a third one. Just made more sense to put back on Mox. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, we know eventually the road leads to MJF. Right. Just don't know when exactly that's going to happen. So so. Is that casino chip sort of like a money in the bank briefcase? We don't know. <laughs> the way so, MJF made it sound like it was, but I don't know what how yeah, Tony Khan feels. Sounds like because it's Caliber saying he can cash that in any time. Like, <laughs> any time, or does he have to tell him beforehand he wants a match? Or... <laughs> because I know they at the end of a match and catch you in like the money in the briefcase, or what? Because a lot of people are saying, well, maybe he's just going to wait until. Until next late next year to, to cash it in and win the title, and then he'll show up like on on Raw or something with the people are 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 tr- trying to book at CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania Forty mm-hmm. title fought title for title. <laughs> right, I said CM Punk. I meant MJF. MJF yeah. versus Cody Rhodes. I don't know. Happen. <laughs> no, it, it would take a lot. 
yeah, to be able to make that happen. But first, you get, you got to get Tony Khan and Triple H on board with that. Which I can, I can see them doing that like a forbidden door, but not title for title. Yeah, I can see champion versus champion, but not title for title. This is a rough situation we find ourselves in. <laughs> but it is a good situation, nonetheless. Ah, I just don't know what you do here. There's a lot that can be done. The only sure thing is eventually MJF is going to be the one that gets that title. Yeah. And as far as what y'all said about the casino chip, if it's like money in the bank, I've heard both. Because on commentary, they put it in as he can cash it in whenever he wants. But I've also heard people say that he needs to go through Tony to get that match. So in a way, it's like money in the bank, but it's really not. It's not spur of the moment. Yeah, it's not spur of the moment. But he can do it any time that the match has to be announced. You can't surprise someone after a match is over. No. Like Money in the Bank does. It has to be its own match. Yeah, he has to just tell Tony, "Hey, I want to, I want to, I want to match for the title this week." Yeah, that's how it has to be done. So we'll see when exactly it happens. Some people are saying within the month. That way, Moxley can go on vacation. And then there's people like Johnny and myself who think that a long time from now yeah. is when it'll happen. Because we know on October 18th in, in Cincinnati, Moxley defending the title against Will. Well, we'll talk about that coming up. Yeah, yeah, that's that. We're going to talk about that soon as well. But hell yeah. Fucking badass match they had. And now we're coming to my moment. <laughs> Which, holy shit, man. Okay, look. Hell of a match between Tony Storm, Serena D, Athena, Britt Baker. Loved it. I love that Tony Storm won. It was quite obvious that Britt Baker and her her group were going to get the beatdown spot at the end. They took Athena out. They took Tony Storm out. And she was about to... Hater came to the ring. Yeah, Hater came to the ring. They were all out there. She was putting the glove on when you hear zombified hit. <laughs> and I, okay, here's something that happened to me, not related. My my monitor got screwed up. I was getting some work done at the house. It was mishandled. So I was taking, I was taking my monitor down because I had to take it into Best Buy the next day. I was doing that right when Zombified hit. And in that moment, I thought, well, this monitor is already fucked up, so why not just drop it more, you know? (laughs) It doesn't fucking matter. Look who's coming out. But I didn't. I I just set the monitor down on my couch, and I stood and watched. The crowd was quiet at first. 
because yeah, I, I, they didn't I know. Think, yeah. I don't think a lot of them had any idea as to who was going to come out. But if you know Soraya and you know that she's dating Ronnie Radke from Falling in Reverse, and she he allows her to use his music on her stream without any repercussions because, you know, people can't do that shit on Twitch unless if it's a live version. Yeah. I knew who it was from the moment that first note hit. I knew <laughs> who it was. And you just, as soon as zombified, like the word zombified hits, because that's the first lyric said in that song, you just see Saraya pop up on the screen. <laughs> like that, the crowd goes nuts. Yeah, I'm freaking the fuck out. She walks out. She does her whole look at the camera and sticks out her tongue thing that she used to do. The, the crowd is just so fucking loud to the point where you can't even hear Zombified anymore. And that is a hell of a thing to say because Zombified is such a loud fucking song. Anything by Falling in Reverse is loud as fuck. So the fact that the crowd was able to drown out the song is impressive. <laughs> and I think very well deserved. Yeah. I personally who it was. <laughs> yeah. I which I understand because a lot of people didn't Don't know, know her real name. Was. They didn't know her real name. Yeah. And and to be fair, she's been gone. Of quite a while. She hasn't wrestled in a very long time. I think it's been about five 20, years. 2017, December 2017. Yeah, that's yeah. five years. Almost yeah. Five. yeah. So I understand that a lot of people don't know who she is. And yeah, like Andrew said, don't know that she, what her real name is. Yeah. So, so. but as soon as they realized who it was, just completely drowned out the song. She gets into the ring, immediately clears out the ring. But that's just because, for those who know, she isn't cleared yet. So she can't get physical yeah. with anyone just yet. But that's going to come. They're really working hard on clearing her. Yeah. You're not just going to bring the girls ring out are just smiling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't bring someone like Soraya in just to be a manager. So, so I, I, I want to add something to that. I'm, I'm going to give a, a shout out. I doubt he listens to this podcast, but if he doesn't, maybe somebody could tell him. But uh, Rivers Cuomo, the, the lead singer of Weezer, they just came out with their new uh, Autumn EP, and he was doing a show on Sirius XM this weekend playing his favorite uh, autumn related songs and some songs from from the new the new album. That's one of the songs he picked was zombified by by uh, falling in reverse. In reverse. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just. And this is something I told Johnny and Andrew throughout the week after it happened. <clears throat> I, I myself personally think she got a bigger 
reception than CM Punk did. That's just my thoughts. I, I, I think so because this was more of a surprise. I mean, not even not even Sean Rossap knew he was gonna she was gonna de- debut. He had uh he had responded to a, a, a tweet from Lou Dangor earlier. I, I don't know what Louie was was saying, but but uh, even on his on the Q and A show, he's like, "Well, I don't know what's going to happen on Dynamite. Maybe, maybe, maybe Paige will debut, not knowing that it was actually going to happen." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Normally, he has some sort of an idea when something is going to happen. Like he knew about CM Punk. He yeah. he knows a lot of things when it comes to what big surprises are coming the day of. This he did not know. That is how much of a secret AEW kept it. To me, okay, I was very excited when it happened. I freaked the fuck out. Even though I kind of knew it was going to happen. Because for me, it was spoiled a little bit. And Andrew knows the story. So I won't I won't get into all the details, so I'll just say it real quick. Uh the person that I mod for, Jerry, lives in New York. She mods for Soraya. They've been very good friends for a couple of years now. So Soraya contacted her during the weekend and said, Hey, I got you tickets to AEW. Just make sure you're not working. I want you to go and I have another surprise for you. And she put this all on Discord early Wednesday. So I'm like, so myself and everybody else that's in her Discord was like, why would Soraya be giving you to a, tickets to a company that she has no affiliation with yet? That just means one thing. She's going to be there. She was like, no, she's not going to be there. She promised. She's my friend. She wouldn't lie to me. Well, she lied. So uh, we just put everything together, and that was a bit of a spoiler for myself and everybody else there. But even knowing that, just to see her on TV and to know that she's back and working hard on getting cleared makes me real happy. And, and she's, we're going to hear from her this Wednesday. Yeah, that's another thing. Is I'm really excited to hear what she has to say because she didn't even get a live mic. She didn't need a live mic that night. It was just built for us to see her, to know that she's there, and to build up to what she has to say on Wednesday, which I'm truly excited for. And like Kev just said in the chat, that was a huge spoiler. It was spoiled for us. But either way, we were happy. I'm happy. I'm very anxious to see what she says on Wednesday. And I'm just happy she's back and ready to see her in ring. So I hope that happens sooner than later. Just hope she's still not fighting with her family. (laughs) No. And, and e- even her brother put up a tease on Twitter saying, well, now that Saraya's is there, maybe they have a spot for me. He made it <laughs> an all-elite graphic. 
Yeah, he even made an all elite graphic with him on there. So. <laughs> hey, if if they bring him in, if that's what they lead to as well, I'm down for it. You know. Yeah, they, I mean, because he here in the states, he's not really known. Yeah. Yeah, but seeing uh, again because of the movie Fighting with My Family and a lot of people watch that movie. I think it was WWE's number one movie they've ever put out. Yeah. So a lot, even though a lot of people haven't seen him wrestle here, they know that he's a wrestler because of watching that movie. So he taught a blind kid to wrestle. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Hey man, if they decide to bring him in, he has a lot of experience. So I think that would be someone that could hold his own in the AEW. Evidently, he's a great coach. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's no coincidence that the top movies WWE's ever come out with featured The Rock. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's not a big surprise either. But yeah, except man, for, for Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another story. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I was just happy to see her. I hope she is able to get in the ring soon, carefully still, because, uh, again, neck issues can be very tricky. So have some decent matches, work your way up, and eventually just lead into Britt Baker, lead into Thunder Rosa, Hikaru Shida, Jamie Hayter, fucking everybody. Just beat the shit out of everybody. Just have good matches. I think we'll get there. So I'm excited for this match. So you don't want her to win her title in her first match like she did when she debuted on Raw? Only? <laughs> oh, only? Only if it's Jade fucking Cargill. <laughs> if she comes cool. in her first match and beats Jade Cargill, I am fucking fine with that shit. That would work for me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know what's going to happen in her first match. I don't know what kind of plans they have for it, but this definitely gives the AEW Women's Division a lot to look forward to. I just hope Tony. Again, we're going to say this. I've said this many times, and I'm going to say it again. I just hope Tony realizes what he has and the possibility. Of how great this can be. You can't mess this up. It wouldn't be a good look for them. So I hope it works out, man. I really hope it does because a lot of people would be very upset with AEW and Tony if they fuck this up. So we're just gonna have to see what what they what route they decide to take. So now that we got our moments in there for Dynamite Grand Slam, I'm going to go back to Johnny and get his moment for Rampage Grand Slam. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, mine is going to be uh, the the first match again. Uh, it was uh, Sting and Darby Allen versus the remaining members of House of Black, uh, um, Buddy Matthews and Bertie King. And this this match went all o- all over the place. Uh, you had a couple table spots. 
Darby did a coffin drop off the stage. It, it was just, it was just everywhere. Sting uh, again, is still taking bumps. <laughs> in which, yeah, <laughs> at sixty-two. Um, but Sting and Darby eventually got the win because of a distraction. Uh, music started playing. Didn't know. I didn't know who it was at first. But then out in the stage, you see, uh, dressed in in full full costume, the Great Muda. Which, uh, I'm, uh, if you know history of Japanese wrestling, he's he was uh, one of the the great uh, wrestlers in pro wrestling Noah, and I know back in the day, uh, him and Sting has had some matches together. And that caused the distraction to where Sting can get the the the, the Scorpion Death Drop and pick up pick up the win. Uh, <clears throat> apparently, uh, the Great Mood is on his his retirement tour, and just like just like Ric Flair had his last match this year, he's going to have his last match next year. And from what I'm hearing, Sting is going to be involved in, in in his last match. And apparently he's he's given his last match is going to be and I don't know if it's going to be the whole show or just the match is going to be called the bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> Which and I I don't mind it that works for me you know <laughs> yeah. But it because was good to see a, le- a legend. Yeah. So going into rampage. Obviously, the spoilers were out there because it was it was filmed already. It was already yeah. on. It was already recorded. It was after Dynamite. Yeah, they went for a very long time that night. Yeah. So, so in the in New York, so this show started probably around seven thirty New York time. They didn't get out of the show till till almost one in the morning, and. I- they were saying that people people had already started leaving even before the main event. Someone said it's because the train system in New York stops working at midnight. So we should have left a lot of people stranded. Yeah. I, th- I think it was that and a combination of it being a work night and a school night. Yeah. And but yeah, I know someone again, Jury was there. So she they didn't get out until 1 a.m. So he said they didn't make it home until 2 a.m. At least. So, yeah, man, a lot of people had some really long nights that night, but it was worth it from what I heard. Well, it's it's from like what we saw when they were here for they did Fire Fest last summer. Uh, the show started at 6:30. Andrew, we didn't get out till like 11:30. 12:30. Uh, I, uh, yeah, somewhere around there. It was a long <laughs> show. It was a long show. Yeah. And that was before Rampage. <laughs> yeah. They recorded yeah. an hour. They recorded a longer, a longer episode of, of Dark than, than Rampage, than the Dynamite. Then they did Revolution too. So they recorded yeah. all three shows in one night. It's like, yeah. damn. I want to go home. I'm sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> I had to call in. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of those situations where you 
don't want to leave, but you know that you should, but you end up not leaving because of how awesome it is. Yeah. Hey, man, we've been there. It isn't the first time, and it isn't going to be the last time <laughs> because we we got, again, the Halloween episode of Raw coming soon, and we all know, like, we already made it known that we're not going to go to work the following day. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I got a schedule out too. So. Yeah. So fuck that. We're not going to be there. We're going to be at Raw. But yeah, man, that match was really good. Uh, great Muda coming out was fucking awesome. Uh, There's only one thing that I'm a little bit down on in this match, which not really anymore, but in the moment, a lot of people got scared. Julia Hart mm. and the spot yeah. where she got pushed off off of the apron through a table. She missed the table. She missed 95% of the table and hit the back of her head on the guardrail. And I saw a video that someone took where they were front row right where she hit and trying to do her best to hide that she was crying. Hmm. But there's some obvious spots when she would move that she was wiping tears from her face. Mm -hmm. It was a bad spot, man. But she's fine. It was just in the moment that she was phased and very much so, very justified that she was. But I'm glad that she's fine. That's just something I needed to say because props to her for doing what she does and going through all that shit. And we just appreciate her. So now that we've had Johnny's moment, I'm going to go over to Drew and get his moment for Rampage. Um, it's probably the fastest paced match in this card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Phoenix and Jungle Boy. Mm. Going at it. Uh, reading some of the comments. Somebody said, Phoenix is not real. He has to mm-hmm. be a CGI creation that's just too real- realistic to know it's <laughs> fake. <laughs> That's the only logical explanation for the thing he can do, for the things he can do. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, he, those two together, pulling off the stuff they do, it's just incredible. <sighs> and it shows how much Jungle Boy has improved in the three years since he mm-hmm. started. Yeah. And I guess Phoenix is probably one of the ones that probably helped him the most. And 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 this is style of quite a bit. Yeah, this is a good way to, to push, uh, start pushing Jungle Boy or Jack Perry as a as a singles wrestler. Yeah. In fact, uh, I would I would go as far as to say that the next champion after after MJF is it would will be Jungle Boy. I can see that. Yeah, it's the fast pace that they normally set, especially with 
Jungle Boy and having Ray Phoenix in there. It was intense, man. A lot of shit in this show was very intense. And whenever SRS on one of his live streams looked at everything that happened for for Rampage because someone told him, hey, maybe you should take a look. Just don't give the spoilers away. He was amazed. And, like, he, he's a fan after all, but he normally never shows himself freaking out over what happens and what he reads. But he did this time. So we all knew going into this two-hour Rampage that it was going to be insane. And that's exactly what it was so props to jungle boy props to phoenix they put up a hell of a match and for my moment i want to give props to powerhouse hobbs and ricky starts because they also put on the hell of a main event Ricky Starks, man. Look, nothing against Powerhouse Hobbs because he always looks good. He always looks physically imposing. But Ricky Starks, I think, is the more well-rounded of the two. Yes. He has... Yeah, he's he's got the star power. A lot of people compared him to, like, The Rock. How he could eventually get to that top level and I do believe it. So the fact that he got the win here over Powerhouse and just the caliber of match that they had, it was pretty fucking badass. And he he took on the another another series bump, bump with the the two chairs back to back, and he took a took a backdrop onto the chairs. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's like a that's a really dangerous spot. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna bring another thing up in this match. I don't know if y'all were able to audibly hear it, but when you isolate the part and you listen closely, you can. Whenever Hobbs and Starks were fighting up and down the ramp, and Ricky was kind of dragging himself towards the ring, and Hobbs was just walking behind him. Whenever he turned to the crowd, kind of gave a smirk and blew a kiss at someone. Mm. Yeah, that was at Jury. She was in that front row. And they isolated the video, and you could hear her saying, get up, Ricky. <laughs> and that's when that's what caught his attention. He blew that kiss to her, and she just starts saying, ew. <laughs> so not, no, knowing what was said, like when you look back at it, I can hear it. So it, it's – I just like how much AEW interacts with the crowd. They do it more than WWE, and it's just awesome to see that shit. So, yeah, but props to Powerhouse. Props to Ricky Starks, like I said. It was a hell of a match and a hell of a show for AEW. So, yeah, man, real good shit there from AEW. Bringing Soraya in and just 
given us four amazing televised hours on top of dark and all that shit. This week on Dynamite, Dynamite, we get Moxley versus Juice Robinson. Yeah, yeah. That is going to be fucking probably match of that show. Yeah, you know, that they have history. Yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of history, so it's going to be it's going to be a really good match. Sorry, I'm just getting an order taken care of real quick that I have to go pick up after we're done here. But yeah, man, that that match is going to be fucking awesome. They never fail. Like every time we say it every week, it's 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 repetitive when we say it, but it's it's the damn truth. AEW shocks us one way or another every single week. And WWE has been doing the same, but AEW stepping up their game, bringing Soraya in, the level of matches they had this week, giving us the extra hour on Rampage. It worked. So one thing we we didn't mention, uh, by the way, Hangman Page won that battle royal. So he will be facing Moxley on October 18th, which is going to be a Tuesday night. Because of the baseball playoffs, they're going to go head to head with NXT that night. Uh, and it's in Cincinnati. Yeah, in Cincinnati, Moxley's hometown. I, I, I like this, but then I, I don't at the same time because we've never seen a one-on-one Moxley versus Hangman Page. It's going to be a good match, but like I said in the past, they just keep going back to the same people over and over again when it comes to this world title, not giving new people opportunities. There, there were some guys in that battle royal we haven't seen in a while. Brian Cage was in that battle royal. You had Dalton Castle in the battle royal. Roosh was the last person in there with Hangman. It it almost it almost looked like Roosh was going to win it at one point. So you know I'm just saying, you know, start pushing other people. I mean, we don't I mean we like the, we like the, these guys but you know we've seen seen them at the top already. Yeah, yeah, we have seen them at the top. I think it's time where they start bringing in other people. You had a chance there, like you got Dalton Castle. There's names that can be utilized, and yeah, you can make have, it look really good. Yeah, they don't have to win the title. Just you know, let give them opportunities to fight for the title. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna get some good chances in the future, so this is just a step forward. But yeah, they need to start utilizing other people because it is getting a little repetitive. But it's still gonna be a good match. I'm just ready to see what they do with Mox, what kind of run he has, how long this how long this run is gonna be because these last couple he's he's really gotten the shaft. Because of this whole CM Punk situation, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. So. Because of of the big shaft, CM Punk. Yeah, yeah. I'm still a bit sour, man. I, I I still don't know how to fully feel about it. But the the report did come out that his contract has been bought out, 
and that he's probably not so, returning. So is it was official? That's what I'm hearing. Because I've heard that's that too, I'm but saying. I thought that was, that was just speculation. On that's Wade, Wade Keller. That's what I'm hearing. Hmm. Because different people are starting to report it. Haven't heard it confirmed from SRS yet, but yeah. like the Sportster and different pages like that are starting to say the same thing. Well, so once it starts getting that type of traction, it's more than likely correct. I, I'm not going to believe until I hear from Sean because those other you can't trust most of those other sources. Yeah, yeah, but we'll we'll see what comes out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll hear a lot more from that within this next month. So we're starting to get that situation a little bit cleared up. But yeah, lots of great shit from AEW. Lots of good shit from WWE this week. Again, like I said, Soraya coming through and her having a live mic on Wednesday is going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So can't wait for all of that shit to happen. So, like always, to see what happens here, <laughs> it is time to stump the brain. Okay. Now that it is vacant at the moment, I want to know who is the first NXT North American champion. <laughs> it was Ricochet. Was it? Are you sure? He was in that. He was in that match. Or was uh, is this a trick question? <laughs> no, it wasn't Ricochet. Or was it Alistair Black? Neither. <laughs> So who was it? Yeah, because I can't think of who else was in that match. Adam Cole, baby. Oh, <laughs> the, it was. I don't know why. For the longest time, I thought Ricochet was the one that match. EC3, Killian yeah. Dane, Adam Cole, Ricochet, Lars Sullivan, and the other guy that we don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> No, we don't talk about that guy. No. <laughs> but yeah, it was Adam Cole, baby. I don't know why. For the longest time, I thought Ricochet won that match. <laughs> no. I mean, if it would have been either one of those names, except for that other guy we don't talk about, uh, <laughs> yeah, would have been would have been an amazing yeah. first champion. So either one of those would have made sense. So before we go, the, 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 I know the last couple of weeks you've had movie questions. Did, did y'all see Tony Khan on Twitter? He was teasing that uh, Paul White is going to bring back the Captain Insano character in, in AEW. <laughs> no, I, did, I did hear about that. <laughs> I mean, it would be great if he does. <laughs> Only if you bring in Adam Sandler as well. <laughs> as the water boy. Why not, dude? You, we've had Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. Like, we, had a, we, yeah. Had, we, we had Rosario Dawson get physical with Malachi Black. Yeah. Yeah. 
So there's definitely room and time the there. Shore the other day, or wasn't that Jersey Shore? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if if they're gonna bring in, if they're gonna do the captain and say no thing, I think you bring in Adam Sandler, or you bring in someone else. You know. Steve Buscemi. Oh no, we suck again. Like you bring somebody. Yeah. You bring in somebody. You can do it. Oh. You, can do it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta bring in somebody from that movie. So I, I'm looking forward to that as well. Wait, that was Steve happen. Buscemi? Wasn't it? I, I thought it was right. I thought I thought it was Rob oh, Schneider. Oh, Rob my Schneider. bad. I don't know why I was thinking Schneider. Steve Buscemi. But you're thinking of Fargo. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's Rob Schneider. Yeah. Okay. My bad. I was thinking of the wrong guy. But yeah, man. Now, now who got the movie question wrong? Okay. Fuck it. I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm still on the Soraya thing. It's still blowing my <laughs> mind. All right. So and and you I'm got sword. You got swords with the whole uh, break thing. Like, yeah. Did. Yeah. So it was. First of all, fuck you, Andrew. I already told you this. Because it went to commercial break, like you said. You yeah, asshole. I said that. I said that. Well, he, uh, he agreed to it. I'm pissed no. off at you both. <laughs> yeah, but it was a QR code, and I did go to it. It was a maze with obstacles. A little white rabbit go through the maze, and as soon as you get to the door, it leads to another animated video. That leads to the coordinates to Monday Night Raw. So the search for the White Rabbit continues. And I'll be, again, it's going to be a double header for me last tomorrow night because I'm going to be watching Raw on one train and the Cowboys game on another. Now I'm hearing that, that he might he might come out at Extreme Rules. We'll see. We'll see when he comes out, but I'm pretty sure we're going to get another another uh, cryptic message tomorrow night. Yeah. So just another thing to look forward to. But like always, if you have any questions or comments, wrestlelost at gmail.com, wrestlelost on Facebook, and apologize for us not having the normal Twitch setup. Uh, Streamlabs had an update and it fucked it up again. So, gotta go work on getting that fixed. So, give us a follow on there and hopefully if all works out, we'll be there live next week with everything. And also subscribe to us on YouTube. Yep, subscribe to us on YouTube. Those This video upload is going to be on there by the end of the night tonight. So, until then, hope everybody has an awesome Sunday night and see y'all next weekend. See you next week. Check you later.